thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. up for a chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morris, And I'm Cindy O'Meara. And we want to welcome somebody extra, extra special to the podcast today. Now, it's a bit of a surprise. I'm going to keep it a little bit secret squirrel for a second. I don't know where I'm going with this. Emery's looking at me. <laughs> Let's see if you can guess. Yeah, good idea. I'm smart. Wait till you get to know me. I mean, I'm, I'm hilarious and I'm very clever. Wait, wait. They would have read the intro to that, what the podcast was. That says I'm hilarious? No. no. Who's here? Who's here with us? Oh, bugger. <laughs> no, what we could do, what we could do is say it's oh, one just, of Australia's ruins everything. best bloggers. We don't have to put her name. Yeah, we want her name. Keep All going. right, keep going. Oh, well then. Well, well, don't. Just don't put a name on there. Just make it a little bit of a surprise until now when All right. I reveal Okay, it. go for it. Because sometimes <laughs> I don't read the intro no? of other people's podcasts and I just listen. I know who I'm, I'm listening to, which is... <laughs> Us three. <laughs> go on, go on, anyway. go on, go on, play. Back to the podcast. <laughs> okay, so... She's incredibly photogenic. She's got this beautiful blonde hair, eyes that can light up a room the minute she smiles. She has just produced a book. Marilyn Monroe. Monroe. Oh, you are so close. Oh, good. Okay. okay you okay. are so close. Okay. Oh, and she's rubbing her boobs right now. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Go on, go on. No, she's, her book's coming out, and it'll be out in three weeks, and the title of the book is Unlock Your Style. That, that may just very well give it away. May very well give it away. She's one of Australia's biggest, best, and most um, highly sought-after bloggers. Companies lavish her with their products in the hope and pray that she will try them out. In desperation, they send her their products just so that they can get a space on her blog or on her website. And best of all, She's besties with us. <laughs> we know her. We know her. Yeah, I know. I, I get to say I know her. I think it's awfully exciting. We might even do some celebrity name dropping. Ready? Yep. Nikki Parkinson. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, Welcome. Nikki Parkinson. Well, I, I think that's it. We can just, we're done. <laughs> Our job is done. Our job is done. Awesome. Go read the blog. Yep, yep. Go we read the blog. We don't need to say anything. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> read the blog. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. You deserve that, thank love. You. You've yeah. worked your little freckle off and you've created such an amazing empire. Just in the time that I've known you, and I know that Kim and Cindy have known you before I met you, but just in the time that I've known you, you've made this incredible empire, this amazing life for yourself. And also for your family. So on today's podcast, we really want to explore what it's like to have a family, a young family, and to have an amazing idea or an inspiration to create something and then bring that to life while you're still the kingpin in the family. Like you're still looking after the children. You're still doing the parenting duties. You've still got to make breakfast, lunch, and dinners, all of that sort of stuff. And, you know, your husband's been traveling too, so you've been kind of you know, it's, it's tough. That's that's tough on, on, on anybody. So we really want to know about how you've managed to make it all come together and how you keep it together. Because now, looking at you, your success just continues to escalate every time um, I see you. Every time I see you, you're just on a whole other level. How do you manage to 
keep all of that together. So that's 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 what I'm after today in this podcast. Mm-hmm. What about you girls? Mm-hmm. You girls after anything? Oh, I I want to know the history. You know, how did it all start? Why did you start doing it? What prompted you to start? Who mentored you? Was there any mentors? Was there a spark in your brain that just happened one day? And you went, oh, I'm going to blog. <laughs> because that's what um, Jo Whitten said yesterday. She just went, I'm going to start blogging. And wow. now now she, you know, she's got about 140,000 on Facebook and that's she's amazing. got a huge blog. Do you know Jo? Yeah. Yeah, through social media channels, yeah. definitely. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like... The, the whole two degree separation thing is even smaller on, on oh, social media and, mm. and Instagram. And I, I had, was seeing all the feeds yesterday, plus a couple of other bloggers who were there, who I know outside of you guys. Yeah. And yeah, that's the whole thing with social media. I'm going, oh, I know where you are. Why am I there? I've got a thermomix. <laughs> yeah, why were you invited? Yeah, I was expecting to see you surprised that you weren't invited. I'm running my own race. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> no, it's all right. <laughs> I do love my thermomix and I have both of you, particularly Kim, to thank for that. So it is very much part of our life. And I did whip up a soup last night in honour of the Brisbane <laughs> office opening. Aww, and, and, and Kim can talk about the thermics because of yep. me. So it's actually me. Yeah, yeah. So, that, so it's all right. And then, then you introduced me to Karen. And I'm going to start off. I'm going to go back to the history. It's been six years since I started styling you. Um, and I was a journalist before that. And I would say it's four, just over four years ago, I did my first course with Karen, um, speaker's course, that I got more than speaking. Oh, I, think it's, mm-hmm. I think it's four. Really? Think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's four. I, I, they all start to blur. Yeah. They all start to blur. Yeah, they they all start to blur. Um, I'm, I'm you had your first that. one in October. Yeah. And, and then you, what, the second one, what, that was in the March. That was, yeah, that was in the March 2007. And that was in Brisbane. At, and you came with men. No, it was later than, no, because 2008 I started the business. Anyway, dates. Anyway, dates. dates. Some time behind. Four or Some five years, I did Karen's incredible course, which I don't have to, you know, sell to you, but anyone out there, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yeah. It's so true because I'd already been speaking. I'd heard that it, from you guys that it was more than speaking. And I, every time something fun happens in my little business life i'll send karen a little message and go it's because of you because now it's you (laughs) no that weekend you shifted something major in helped me shift something major within myself so that i could be very much a late bloomer at this whole game of life really not just business just everything Mm. just enjoying life and from that moment on i just if I tracked it, it's all goes back to that weekend. And wow. that was, um, I'm going to let her cry, are we? <laughs> um, it, it was, it was life changing. And, and I do tell everybody who is kind of at that point, you know, this big self-belief stuff and it, you know, it comes mm. up all the time. I don't think it ever disappears. Mm. I've just got more tools to deal with to deal with it these days and mm. and I owe a lot of that to Karen. Mm. So did you do her speaker training? Mm. Or the, just the two-day course training. to start oh. with and then I did um, Masterclass Master, yeah. and a sales one, one day of a sales one as well. Mm. So just really beneficial. Yeah. It means a lot of things practically um, where I am at now, you know, media interviews, I don't even think twice. I go, yep, sure, no problems, just bang into it. Um, also... Uh, just being asked to speak anywhere, I don't even think hesitate. I'll go, yep, sure, and then I've got the formula, I know how to work it, and mm-hmm. it and you didn't hold back. I remember, I always remember, as soon as you'd graduated 
from the courses, you were just so out there straight yeah. away. You were like, ready, I'm cooked, I'm good to go, you know, <laughs> and you were out there straight away on mm. stages and speaking for people all the time. And, and I remember you sent me an email saying um, you'd had a small group. It was one of the first ones. You'd had a small group, and it was on the Sunshine Coast. And I was thinking of it when we were coming down here, and it was at an expo. Yeah. And I remember you sending me a message saying it was really good. Everybody loved it. I think I can do it differently or better next time. But I love, you know, I loved doing it. It was just awesome. This is what I'm meant to do. Yeah, yeah it was just uh, just brilliant. And then as time went on, I got very very clear as to who my ideal person was that was going to come through my programs. And from that day to this, you're still the avatar. You know, it's very much if anybody says who's the ideal person, I say, well, the name's Nikki. And she's got three kids. Yeah. Yeah. It it was because you do get, and the reason, um, and then I'll backtrack a little bit now. So I was in secure employment. I worked to the Sunshine Coast Daily. Yeah. And um, was editing a weekly magazine. Mm. Loved what I did. Um, I, the, the, the tension around the changes in media was starting to happen then and redundancies had started to flow through. And when that happens, there, the workplace—it's a very tense workplace, um, and, and and sometimes bordering on toxic. So, um, I kind of just had a now and never moment. I had a little tanty, mm. yeah, on the couch, tears. Kes just, my husband's gone. So, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to work in fashion. He's gone. What do you want to do on the Sunshine Coast? <laughs> <laughs> I probably did stamp my feet Um, and I didn't know how that looked but I knew that I had to make a decision to leave and I had long service leave accrue so that was kind of like my little buffer and at the start I had no idea how to run a business and in a way I'm kind of glad Mm. because the opportunities that have arisen since then that weren't even possibly on the table at that time when I started. They yeah. couldn't have been on a business plan because no one was you in Australia was making it. a living out of no. a, a blog. No. I accidentally ended up with a blog because the guy who did my first website for my styling business, which is what I left journalism to start, he created my website on a blogging platform. So that meant that always had that WordPress blogging platform that I could put up content. I, I didn't want to be going back to a developer all the time to, to put things in. So that kind of happened accidentally wow. and was the best accidental business yeah. decision that I didn't make. <laughs> I love it. And it was about a year or so into it. I was mentored at um, the Sunshine Coast Business Women's Network have a mentoring program, which is where I met the beautiful Min Swan and I was mentored at the time by uh, a woman who was, is very kind of um, up there with internet marketing or was, um, I think she still works works in it. And she opened my eyes to the fact that I actually already had quite a few people visiting my site. Like mm. I didn't even know what a stat was, a statistic. And then opened up my mind to earning money off those visitors. Not so much in the, the way, the, the model that I have now, but I think that was that opening up to that possibility that kind of saw me focus more on the content that was on um, my site, my blog, and in doing so and in getting involved early on Twitter and places like that, I actually networked and found that there were bloggers out there 
in Australia, writing things, writing fun things, writing inspirational things, informational things. And there was a community and I, and I've, I quickly found that community and it sort of has grown from there. And so has blogging in Australia mm-hmm. has grown from there massive, massively. Um, there wasn't anyone really in Australia that I kind of looked to. Um, the closest would be uh, Mia Friedman at Mamma Mia. I remember being on holidays one January and it was just before she'd really switched to a, a full website with lots of different writers. It was still prior to that. It was mostly her content. Um, and we're only talking maybe maybe five, five and a half years ago, something like that. And, and, I, and that kind of went, went, oh, so she's doing that. Hmm, that's a possibility. And just a few things like that. I wouldn't say they were mentors, but kind of like I went, oh, well, that is possible. Yeah. And and lights, yeah. lights for you to follow. Yeah, lights, yeah. yeah, lights to follow. Yeah. Um, not that that's my model that I'm I'm chasing, but it was kind of like, well, well it's possibility. Pe- people are making money off publishing online. Mm-hmm. What so, year did you win Blogger of the Year? That was 2011. So you'd been going for how long before you won a major award? Uh Three years, two thousand eight to two thousand. Is that three years? Three years. Yeah. Yeah, not really good at maths. So. Um, yeah, just under three years. Because that so, seemed to really launch you. It from did. There. So when you are working, and you guys conquer this very well as well, when you're working from a, a, a regional base or even now Queensland, you're kind of missing the networking that happening happens in Sydney and Melbourne. Mm. Some, winning something like that, it was a very credible industry award based on writing. Um, propelled me to a more national profile. Mm. So even though I knew a lot of people around southeast Queensland, that kind of that exposure that came from the media related to that and just the um, the kudos that those awards have certainly did did help mm. um, propel that a little bit further. And that you know brings in more readers, and then the model started to evolve where you know the readership was big enough that. Uh, advertisers and sponsors were interested in being involved mm-hmm. because just like advertisers and sponsors want to be in magazines or newspapers or on TV or radio advertisements, they're wanting to they want to, to be get with the readers. Yeah, they want to be with the readers. Are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's a, a typical day for you? Um, do you, you know, like getting up, blogging, I know I see a photo of you. Um, does that happen every day? Uh, can you just give me a typical day in, a, in okay. your life at the moment? Because um, yeah. I'd be really... We won't talk about school holidays. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but a normal day. So two of my children are now at university, so they kind of um, fend for themselves most of the time, except during holidays they're around. Um, but I have a nine-year-old who um, needs me to feed him and get him to school and get him to after-school activities. So it kind of, the day is structured around that. And I think, you know, one of my motivating factors for going into business for myself and having it a home-based business was being more flexible around the entire family at that point, but now mainly Flynn, was that I try and concentrate the bulk of my work and meetings and things between school hours. I'll probably come back on the computer at 8 o'clock at night and even if he's got nothing on after school, he's happy to come and do homework in the office with me while I'm still writing away answering emails. So once I've got him to school and picked, done the post office box run, I'm usually back here and um, I would first answer any comments on the social media posts and the blog that I've put up this morning and then I'll get stuck into clearing the inbox 
and creating the content for the next day. I really don't work more than that ahead. Um, in an ideal world, I might. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think it's the old journal and me. I like the current. Um, mm. If I'm going away, I have worked ahead and I have done things like that. But I like being able to write how I'm feeling now for what's being published. I publish at the same time every morning. I've created the consistency like uh, a newspaper publisher. And I think that's just how I prefer to write, like what's in my head now framed around the content that I'm going to present to on the blog. So it's always advice-driven content, but there's, there's a personal aspect to it, and that's what m- makes a blog a blog as opposed to a website. I like the fact that your family's involved and that Flynn is the photographer extraordinaire every morning on Instagram. Um, Please don't talk to him about upping his wage. <laughs> I was just going to wonder about so you that. you do such a good job, you deserve it. He was trying to talk, talk to me about something and cost per photo and I'm going, you know, we've got this deal, we buy books. I just buy books every time we will go past the bookstore. It's so careful how many times we go past the bookstore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is it hard to come up with a topic every day? No, it's not. No, and you girls would know this. Like when well, it is in my industry because it's health. There's always something happening. There is something happening, but it, it, there's always a question that's been asked. There's always something <sighs> topical. You know, it's been really cold even in Brisbane. What people wearing? I've got more ideas there than I've got time to put on the blog i also you know i i'm sticking with the formula of mainly five posts a week monday to friday every morning i did experiment with more posts um and including weekends and it really didn't make any difference to my traffic but it made a big difference to me personally Mm. time wise and energy wise so when i kind of realized that i didn't need to go to that extreme to keep building my readership and the readership sitting at about 130,000 uniques. More, oh, it's close to 140,000 uniques a month. That's at amazing. The so, and 80% Australian audience. So it's a real in to the Australian market, which is what my agent um, sells to. So um, that, that that's really working for me. To me, that shows that in my demographic, women, um, busy women um, over 30, they're not really getting this advice anywhere else. So they are eventually finding me, which is great. And um, I, you know, I get beautiful emails from women who might have been reading for a month, two months, two years, and have sent me emails saying how their life has changed because they've, they've taken on a few bits of advice on board and, you know, they're feeling good about themselves because they've made a few different choices mm. and they feel like they've got someone to help guide those choices yeah that's fantastic mm. well it's also real it's reality it's yeah. not like you've got six foot models modeling what you no. think is appropriate you're the model um i think what's also beautiful is that it's it's how you feel and what i'm noticing is people like to know who they're reading they like to know that you're not some make-believe unrealistic unidealistic person that they'll never become yeah that I think part of blogging is actually the inspiration of, well, you can do it, I can do it, maybe I could. Yeah. And I think the way you – I love – I mean, I so love offspring. <laughs> and, and every time I go into your blog, every Wednesday, Thursday morning waiting for your blog about what she was wearing, Asha Kitty, oh, because I just love her, so I want to meet her. But um, – and, um, and I have no idea. I, I'm with you, I'm with you Karen, I'm with you, I'm like going – 
I think you should I say something or not say something? Yeah. Like, no, it's going on too long now. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. There are two camps. There are the obsessive and I have no idea. <laughs> and and I we're love... the oh no idea camp. Bring the obsessives on yeah, every yeah. Thursday is massive on the blog at the is moment. It? So no pre- I do feel a lot of pressure on the Wednesday to get that, that right for the Thursday. Oh, gee. But... Um, <laughs> Sorry, so Ashley you know, <laughs> is just beautiful. Who, who is she? She's the, she's she's the, the main actor. actress on she plays Nina. Offspring. She, is she plays the Nina. Yeah. And she's just adorable. There's every. I mean, the show is very well written. It's very clever. And it's my little outlet on a Wednesday night. It's my one little show that I just am absorbed in. And I always wake up Thursday morning and read Nikki's post because I am looking at what Asha Kitty's wearing. And um. every time she wears something, I want. But I don't necessarily oh, I don't want have to dance. watch. I'm just stunning. Just for the She's so our kind well, of can dresser. I just read the blog? Just read yeah. the blog. No, do <laughs> you don't have to watch the show, but it is addictive. Um, <laughs> but what I love about you is that you make what seems an impossibility of being a TV star or looking like that into reality and what's going to work for me. Yeah. And I think that is your gift. You said you're a writer first and foremost. I think that's an amazing gift because I don't know what that's like. But that, to me, how you... I don't write the way Nikki does. Nikki's very clever. Look, I write from the heart. I'm not putting myself down. But what I'm saying is Nikki's... What I've noticed with what's made her so successful, if I can say my observation, her discipline. With that journalistic background, she knows deadlines. Whereas I go, deadline, schmedline. (laughs) And and, and the main newsletter comes out in June. Is that is that what you're we've about? been talking about that for so long? <laughs> you keep on her about that. <laughs> okay, Look at me. Can, can I? This might be a good tip for everybody. Yes. So I do. So I worked in a newspaper. Apart from when I was doing the month, the weekly magazine, the deadlines were daily. You didn't leave the office until those stories were written because they were coming in the paper. Then they were getting produced in the paper that night, delivered that next morning. So I created the habit for my readers which then forces a deadline on myself so every day my posts publish at five o'clock every morning and I haven't missed one I missed one when we moved I just got so exhausted I popped up something on Facebook the night before and they all went well I'm glad you told us because we would have been really worried (laughs) (laughs) so you do set up you set up that um expectation for your readers but that is how you build readers as well because your people love that uh, that consistency, that familiarity. They know they can Counting. get their iPad out in the morning when they're having their coffee or their cup of tea or their breakfast, and they can log on and see that there's something new there. They're not sort of, you know, oh, does it pop it up eleven o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon? <laughs> but it's only because I've created it that way. And other people have got different ways that. Um, other bloggers, I know some of them blog as soon as they've dropped the kids off the school. So it's still going up around the same time, but they're not scheduling ahead. I will schedule the day before and have it to publish at the same time. And it's just, uh, when did I get serious on that? Probably probably when I decided to take the whole blogging thing seriously, I had to get consistent on the amount of posts every week. And then also um, I could notice that when they were published early in the morning, every morning they performed better mm. because how have we how have we always consumed our media if in the were, morning in the morning always in the morning yeah. Mm. yeah and now it's on phones and tablets mm. so 
you know, they might be commuting, they might be sitting at the table having five minutes before the school run, that sort of thing. On the bus. On the bus, yeah. So So how long are your posts? They can Um, vary. Um, I wouldn't do – I don't think – I think the smallest one would be 500, and that probably has a few more words in five to 600. But um, some of them can go up to 1,200. It would really have to be broken down Mm. at that point. Um, I wrote one for Pro Blogger, which is um, a, a blogging, a how-to blogging site that's you know world famous. But he, um, Darren's based in Melbourne, and that just it was about blogging and how to earn income from blogging, and it, it went out to two thousand. And I apologised to the person I sent to. She said, "No, that, that's good." And on that particular site, because it's really informative and breaking down, and not so much the visual, which a lot of my stuff is visual, mm. it would work. For me, it really depends on the post. Sort of um, something we got taught in journalism was write what it's worth. Yes, we usually had a spot to write it to, but there was no use stretching something out Mm. that could be said like this. At the same time... Wow, that's interesting. Hmm. Thank you, Sunday. It's the timer dome. (laughs) (laughs) There's a duck duck in the room. We're timing. We always time our, our, even though we never go to time. <laughs> like Nikki does hers at 5 a.m. We I'm are looking under the table for the duck. So just back to that discipline yeah. Yeah. Of, of it. I just want to ask you a couple of things for those of our listeners that are interested in social media. Yeah. You have become a bit of a social media diva in the sense that you know you do know how to market online and you do there's a lot of our listeners that are stay-at-home mums or dads a lot of them are looking to build a business i think one of your keys and correct me if i'm wrong is you do go across many platforms and one of your key features i notice is you answer and interrelate with people so it's not like you post something and then let it sit there you actually post and you've taught me and i reply to every comment that's ever on any one of my platforms is that important do you think yeah i think so so first one would be consistency so consistency if you've got a blog consistency on your social media so um if you're short on time i would concentrate that consistency on early morning and evening Mm. because that's when most people are on their mobile devices you know you're going to get throughout the day people who are on working on the computers all the time but if if you're wanting a good return on return on investment for your time start with those and get consistent on being available for half an hour or something on those those times post post at the same time too so i have my blog post goes up every morning but it also goes up on facebook at the same time with the link to it so a lot of people there's still facebook is the biggest referrer of traffic to my blog even though facebook is a whole lot more difficult to to get into people's news feeds it's still what it what is bringing traffic to my blog so I am across a lot of platforms, but I also concentrate my time where my audience and potential audience most hangs out so that you're not spreading yourself too thin, that you're actually concentrating on those um, social media networks that are actually going to work for you. Nikki, and what? Oh, sorry. sorry. I was going to say, Nikki, tell us about Twitter. We're all yeah, tweet. We're, we're tweet that's when what, it comes to Twitter. Would you, would you like me to say that you could leave it alone? 
Oh, really? Yes. Okay, so back in the day, back in the day, back in 2009, apparently when that's when I joined Twitter, it was great. It was a lovely little cocktail party, not many people, great place to network and meet other people who have all around Australia and definitely helped um, for a national business. Um, it's very noisy now noisy in that there's so many people on it yeah. and it's 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 just like this broadcast it used to be more of a conversation and I, i'm guilty i do the broadcast i still would tweet about my post a few times a day my blog post where twitter has its strongest um place now is if you're running an event mm. hashtag the event and mm. get people involved um uh, tweeting about the event that's what i said to cindy the other yeah. day i noticed how brilliant Twitter was when I was at a sports conference down yep. in Melbourne and I thought, oh, I'll play the hashtag yep. Twitter game. And we were all having conversations yep. at the event. And then if the speaker said something amazing, I would quote that quote mm-hmm. and go, that was interesting. And then a whole lot of people at the event would go, oh, I felt the same way. And all of a sudden I'm having yes. this conversation with all these people at this event. And then other people were coming on going, oh, I wish I was there. And I thought, what a great thing to so, do yeah. to create that interest. So what that does is that hashtag brings down the noise, the whole of Twitter's out there, blah, 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 like that. But people, if they're following a hashtag, have that set up in a search. Yeah. So they're missing out on an event, but they don't need to miss out. So we've got um, the Pro Blogger Conference coming up um, in a few weeks. Um, No, next month, end of August. And if you didn't get a ticket to go and you want to learn things from blogging, you could follow along that hashtag all weekend or the two days of the conference and pick up so much information from, um, obviously this is the best case scenario because everyone there is on social media, Mm. but everyone is sharing using the hashtag and you could sit there following that feed and you'll soon pick up who the, the most inspirational speakers are because they're the ones getting the most retweets. They're the ones who are getting talked about the most. And um, that's when it comes into own. So, you, so many people, yourself, all do events yeah. and hashtag that event from the start, that you're getting these people at your event to market you beyond the people who are in the room. That's so right. those people outside are going, oh, damn it, I should have booked for that. I'm definitely going to the next one. Um, hashtag, hashtag awaken the change within. <laughs> so, and the hashtags now work on Facebook as mm. well. So people can follow along and hashtag and, Facebook and Instagram. But I think for an event and the fast pace, so even the business chicks ones we've been to, um, they encourage you to use the hashtag. And it was great. You know, you just um, follow along and also you find other people are in the room that you want to talk to because mm. they're on the Twitter feed for that hashtag. So that's mm. where I think it comes to into its own so be on it but that's when you're going to get most of the conversation factor the rest of it's got so noisy Mm. Mm. so what is the places to be at the moment in social media definitely facebook you've just got to keep plugging away it's hard be consistent um talk to your audience you know created a, a place on your um professional facebook page your business facebook page that people want to come and hang out Mm-hmm. So, you know, sharing interesting com- content. Photos still work really well with me and they might have a link back to my blog, but that visual kind of still works. Instagram is great. Not as much. You can't really track what's coming back to your platform where you're blogging or selling something. But it. Um, so my audience is mainly female. I would say most women are visual. Yeah. Um, a lot. Most of the population is visual, but I'd say women in particular. So that and that's what appealed to me 
um, when it first started and I was on it pretty early on, not really from a business perspective, but now that's, that's part of my branding as well. And how that's opened up for me is that I don't just photograph just fashion and beauty things. It's more lifestyle things. Mm-hmm. So if I pop up a soup, people go, what's the recipe? So, you know, that's opened up different content on my blog and that platform has sort of widened the scope of what my blog content is as well so that's been quite exciting because well you taught me instagram you opened me up to instagram instagram had just started and fat mum slim had a photo a day challenge and nikki said look just follow this and do a photo a day and that started january two and a half years ago and i've never missed a day and i stopped (laughs) (laughs) because this amazing woman chantelle's one of the best yes there you go and that's like a deadline have you got her app yeah so she's now developed her app to support her photo challenge which is played by millions over the world like it just you just don't know what is going to be that Mm. thing Mm. that is going to just take off and her i remember talking to her the second month and and i've gone chantelle there's a hundred thousand people playing along like that's nothing now but she was just blown away like it was just incredible and now her app is really supporting that and you know why i'm back on because it prompts me what the prompt is it comes up on my phone i love it yeah it's just such you know why i love it because in my crazy full-on world once a day i think about something that's not related to everything i think about does that make sense (laughs) Where's my mind? Where's my mind? Never mind. But it, it like today's, you know, like well, say Never. a theme was was first, and all all day I'll be thinking. Well, I get into bed at night. I think tomorrow's theme is first. So all day I'm looking for first, not not going crazy with it. But I'll I might see the number one, and I go oh, and I'll take that photo, and it just and then Nikki, who's like a stylist, come with it. I mean, I was just taking snaps. But it can because of the filters and all that, it's actually fun and it makes you step out of what you're normally doing. And I think you're right, the visual side of it, it's taught me a lot. I mean, I, my brother said to me at the end of last year, start posting every day your workouts that you do. And I went, no, 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 no one will want to know about my workouts because they're between two minutes and 15 minutes long. And he said, no, you should. People will want to follow it. And I thought, oh, I'll try it for January. So every day I posted a two to 15 minute workout on Instagram, linked to Facebook and let it go and then I did it every day probably for three months and I thought I was getting likes and I was getting things like that and so I missed a day I thought oh well I'll just I won't I I don't know what made me do it I might have gone for a walk but I didn't put it up and I had all these personal messages where's your workout of the day what what happened today are you well are you okay (laughs) Uh, the consistency and then you're missed it's really interesting. I um, took a couple of weeks off Facebook and I had my office doing it. And it was, it was very a lot of marketing that was happening on my Facebook. And I was watching my um, in, the interactivity in the Facebook going, just going, just oh, disappearing. It does. And so then I, I said, look, I need to get back into it. So I had stopped that busy time and I was able to get back into it. So I posted something and I, and I might have gotten 12 likes, 13 likes. And I went, oh, no, two, three weeks away, and they've all left you. They've all gone. Mm. It's not coming up in their feed. Yeah. The, if, the interac- if, if the likes and the, the interaction slows down, Facebook's algorithm removes that from, from the feed. The feed. Yeah. So it's kind of like this oh, chicken and egg ugly situation. Yeah, it is. But I had one, um, so I, I consistently stayed with it. Yeah. And about 10 days later, um, I did one, had 500 shares, 700 likes and 
158,000 people reached. So, you know, you're right. Like, you have to... You can't stop. You just... Otherwise, you lose favour and nobody wants you anymore and you feel really terrible. That's that's the other way around. That's the other way around when we're following people. And if I don't get their feeds and I don't find out what they're doing, I actually get disappointed. So I don't know why it's it's, not the same. But then I'll go to them. Because if I'm following Perlmutter or mm. Jack Cruz or something, and I haven't seen them for a while, I'll actually go to their mm. site. And go, oh, why haven't I seen why? them? And then I'll, I'll look, and, and, and what they've done is that they've taken away for a week and then mm. come back, and, of course, they're not in my feed. So, okay, here's a hot tip. Okay. If, you know, say you've got five people's pages that you just can't miss. Yeah. So you go to where it's like on the page, you know, the like button yeah. on that page, Click that and it'll show up an option, get notifications. Oh, I do. And you ah, click that. Yeah. So whenever they post to the page, you'll get a notification about yes. it. So it means that, you oh. know, there's ones that I don't want to miss, a yes. notification, and I'm not relying on the news feed to bring it in. And it's actually a good thing to tell your followers Audience. to do. If you don't want to miss anything, even do a little graphic mm. of a screenshot what and show you way to do it. And, and because... That, that's a big complaint about Facebook. Facebook does the algorithm for, because they're wanting to, people to pay to be in the feed and that sort of thing. But they're also annoying the readers of Facebook who just actually, they you know, they like to page for a reason. Yeah. They haven't just randomly clicked the like button most yeah. of the time. So, yeah. you know, that is a really good thing to to, to um, say to your likers to, to do that. And that way they're so not you, missing anything. So you go to their page, to their like, click yep, on the like. like and it'll... Cut them up with a few a different few. options, and you click get notifications. Get notifications are oh, great. It's a very good thing to I'm, do. I'm and the other, um, the other thing with your content, you're talking about a lot of the marketing stuff. I think um, it's all very well to, um, to, uh, you know, you you are wanting to sell something. What it is, and you girls do this very well. You're offering information. You're giving people information, and the selling kind of comes on the back of yeah. that and I yeah. think that's what a lot of pages I see aren't successful they're kind of just asking essentially asking for money all the time mm. but not really giving every anything you taught me that very early yeah. on I remember you came to my house and you, you created a, a booklet that said unleash your inner geek <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Nikki you set up tweet deck you set up yes. tweet deck on my computer yeah. And you also showed me how to use the back end of my website because I didn't have a clue. Can we just have a giggle about back ends? <laughs> <laughs> What's this about? You know, the whole turn back end. Yeah, it's like a rear end. It's like a freckle, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. But I, since, Could you help me get into my back end? Yeah. 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 <laughs> sure. well, I'm a bit tight, though, at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm stuck in my back She's end. She's been doing awards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... So very important. Yeah. Very important. Very important. And content I think I learned from you. Content is everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People want content. Yeah. They want information. And if they're your people, they'll follow your thread, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's fabulous. And then when you're ready to sell something, they're engaged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that's that's the key. Nikki, we, I mean we're talking a little bit here now for those of our listeners that are definitely social media buffs and mm-hmm. things like that. I want to go back to you personally again. What do you think is the key? to being able to manage a home, a family, a husband, a business, speaking. Mm. Like, what is you? what would you say is your... Can we leave the husband bit out? Because oh. you don't <laughs> manage him. <laughs> if, if anyone's got the secret to that. 
That's a cool one. Oh, that's right. You've got romance and intimacy. Yep, we're fine. Um, <laughs> you said an oil. I had a girlfriend say to me once, Kim, it's not rocket science. Give them a... Okay, she can't believe I'm saying that. No, let's um, just stop. Let's yeah. stop right and it's not rocket science. But anyway, I'm sure that's why a lot of men say, can we get that romance and intimacy bottled by the gallon? Yep. Um, <laughs> and no names mentioned, but no. Nikki's husband, Kester, oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, no names mentioned. <laughs> uh, was one of the first people to email me about that. So clearly it yep. works. It does work. Okay, so that's tech. He's done it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need much. <laughs> I've learned so much from you girls. It really does, and I guess this, um, Kim, we worked together for a f- five months or something. Nearly a year. Oh, yeah, something like that. Anyway, <laughs> you've been in my life for a long time and you've been very influential and through that Cindy and, and that sort of thing, prioritising who you are and your health. Like, I don't think... Couple that learning plus doing Karen's course, which I was like, oh, it's okay to be me. I'm okay to be me. I'm okay to play big. That was the best analogy that I ever took out from your talk. Was that why be up in the stands when you can be on the field mm-hmm. was really good, mm-hmm. and and everyone's sense of what big is. Just mm-hmm. explain that, Karen. Yeah, sorry. Just into yep. it. <laughs> she's, oh, she's got a mouthful. Oh, Alex, brownie. did you have a little bit of brownie that we got from that like nice <laughs> little vegan place? I did. Because <laughs> you were talking about Nikki and health. I thought, oh, beauty, I can eat. <laughs> so you're the mind health. Okay. <laughs> so you can come back. I'll just come. I'll do this. I'll do the. Um, so what I've learned from you gave me permission in your book, um, like chocolate for women and all the talks and everything that I was um, privy to hearing that if we don't prioritize ourselves, no one's going to prioritize it for, for us. And life is busy. No one has a monopoly on that. That just is what it is. So you've got to take the time that you have and best use it to support yourself so that you can keep up with the busy. And it doesn't matter what your business is. It doesn't matter whether you've got kids. It doesn't matter whether how big your family is. If you don't look after yourself first, then the rest of it's not going to happen. So it's, you know, it's not any great secret and there's no, there's no fast fix to it. And so, um, last year, it's not even a year Maybe it's coming close that I had the contract for the book. So in a very short amount of time, I had to write the book, coordinate the photo shoot, um, been through all the design process back and forth, and now it's on to the marketing side of things. But there was a period there of eight weeks that I knew was going to be intense. That was writing the book while keeping up my blog business and family and husbands. Mm-hmm. Oh, husbands. Kind of I like how she said husbands. <laughs> husband, husband. She's got a few. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I, I just said to myself, and I've written about this, I said I had to go, right, this is it. This is no mucking around. Out of your winter hibernation, you have to be in peak health form for you to be able to get through this period without getting sick, without mm. sort of collapsing altogether. Um, I have um, had a thyroid um, Hashimoto's for 16, diagnosed for 16 years, longer probably, and lots of immune problems dating back to glandular fever when I was 23. Everything just all, all parts of the puzzle. Bad, haven't ever felt fully healthy except while pregnant out of the nauseous mm. stage. Yeah, hormones mm. love. My body loved 
the post um, um, nausea time. Nausea time. <laughs> that, and yes, and then that was that was amazing. And so I knew that I had to just do whatever I could and find a formula that worked with me, um, exercise wise, um, food wise, things that I could stick to and be consistent about to get through a really busy period. Um, and then of course that busy period doesn't really ever stop. It just comes manifest in some other way. And it's coming up to a year since I've been following that formula that I found for me and it's really working. Um, so I'm really happy with it. And just in a nutshell, it's all, you know, whole food foods. That's, that's not rocket science. No. <laughs> um, for me, it was finding, um, the right balance of exercise to work for me because with my condition, if I go in and do hardcore, um, slam kind of personal training or that kind of thing, my immune system gets compromised and I'm going to back two steps instead of forward. And I usually put on weight. Um, but combination of yoga and walking, and being consistent mm. in it has been great. So look at these guns. Oh, that is, yoga. Yeah, good that guns. is yoga. That's all. Twice a week. Wow. Love yoga. It's incredible. I feel so strong. Yes. I know. Right. I know. I turned around one day and I've gone, I've got guns. <laughs> I don't do any other weights. That's just yoga. It's my own weight at, at a class, at two oh class twice goodness. a week. So apart from the beautiful mental benefits you get from doing mm. yoga, um, it's Physically, it's been the best thing for me. It's just changed my whole So it's really resistance and, and stretching wow. and, and stretching. gentle, oh not being a crazy yeah. person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they all think, you know, they watch the Big Brother yeah, and they, they all think, think they've got yeah, to kill them. Brother love oh, biggest sorry. Loser. Yeah. Biggest loser. Yeah. Yeah. They're all the same to me. Same, same, same. Same, same, but same, different. different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That one. And you watch them and, and it's like they're killing them with yeah. their exercise. And here you are saying... That doesn't work for me, but this is what does work yeah. for me. And, and I think that. I think for other people, it is the like mm. full on cut. Like I know my husband; that's his preferred. That you know, go for a run, and yep. you're very much that way too, Kim. I know you balance it out a bit, but I think it's finding out what your what yeah. best suits your body. And there isn't a one size fits all, mm. but right. there is a way to find a formula that fits for you. Mm. And I think that's just a bit of trial and error. And I. I think I was lucky enough to do the trial and error where I, I had some pretty intense personal training and I got sick. I got so sick every two weeks and it was kind of like the wake up call I needed to go, this isn't the, the thing that I need right now and it's not working for my body. And I've had all that things that I've found out myself have had confirmed with um, a really great GP that I was, I found in Brisbane this year. So it, I, I just feel if anyone, there's no quick fixes, as you girls all know. I think it's a, a long-term, consistent thing, but you have to find that formula that works for you. So you take bits and pieces from everybody, inspiration, and then make it work within your particular juggle yeah. because that's different, again, for everybody too. Mm. So, mm. you know, what works for me mightn't work for someone else. And I, you know, when we were a commuting family there wasn't enough there wasn't a lot of time for me to go to classes outside the home and that sort of thing so that kind of had to be worked into so mm. and food wise have you i mean you said whole oh, food okay. but have you gone off meat are you vegan are you raw okay. are you gluten free okay um i'm wineful no shamefulful <laughs> <laughs> um i <laughs> I had, I had advice about advice about gluten and my autoimmune condition 
I think four years ago. Mm. I think it's four years mm. since I noticed the difference between in three weeks of dropping it. Like I, that's, we don't want to have toilet talk, but let's just say things were normal finally. Yeah. Um, and now, um, I think I'm particularly sensitive to it now because I don't have it. So I can have a reaction the other way now, but definitely don't have the inflammation that I had from it. And I do need to, I do have periods where I don't drink at all because it is the other thing. I just um, am very selfish and refuse to completely give it up. Champagne actually is okay for me. Um, and red wine, most red wines seem to be okay. White wine is probably something I should avoid. I can tell. I, I just have a very, I have a very different reaction to drinking the same two glasses of white wine to two glasses of red wine. Mm. So once again, I think that's individual. And, you know, other people would say to me, well, why don't you just give it all together? And I'm going, mm, I just like my... Well, there's like a social side yeah. to it as well. It's not like you're sitting yeah. here on your own with a no. bottle of wine. It's usually socially. Actually, now that you mention it, I was that's trying really to protect and defend. <laughs> and the other thing I did start from last year was the 5-2 fasting diet. So that's pretty much what I do every week is I have two days where I have pretty much like a um, HCG protocol mm-hmm. day. That, that's Phase about 5 Um, I have a late breakfast and an early dinner um, that add up to about 500. I do that twice a week and I just work out what days best suit on any given week, Mm -hmm. how that fits in. So I don't miss out anything socially. And I think that's been a key to keeping on with it because I've I've never felt like I've deprived deprived myself. Mm -hmm. But what I have noticed is, and I'd read about it and you guys are way more um, (laughs) knowledgeable on it. It, was suppo- it is supposed to really even out your insulin levels, you have less it, and take away sugar cravings, mm. I would say it has. Mm. Like it, so explain it to me. So it's five uh, days of eating normally. Yes, and then two days you have 500 calories. You choose your two days. It's five days okay. eating, two days yep. fasting, they yep. call it. Yeah. But and it's 500 calories, yeah, so it's not nothing. So you can still have a green smoothie if you wanted to. Yeah, you can have whatever you want. And the idea Just is that there's a big gap between your dinner the night before yeah. to when you first eat, and then there's another gap, and then there's a gap from that dinner. It kind Gives of gives your system a break. Okay. I actually start to crave wow. it. Wow. Especially if I've had an indulgent um, holiday or weekend away, I hang out for that Monday where your digestive system just gets to relax. Mm. I like the sound yeah. of that. What Do you is... know my mum? My mum, without any of Just, this knowledge, yeah, exactly. knowing, every Monday she would have a fruit and veggie day. Yeah. And that's all yeah. she would my, eat. My grandma used to do that yeah. as well. She, every, every once mom, a week, fruit and she'd either day. have nothing or she'd yep. have fruit and veg mm-hmm. for the day. And, and I, I actually think, you know, like it's home base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know when you've been away from a weekend and you come home and yeah. you, you clean up and you clean everything and you you get back to Unpack, your do your washing do all your washing uh, yeah. yeah uh, and it, and you know what works for you and you're eating the foods that make yeah. you feel good you're in the home that makes you feel good and safe you're doing your yoga and your regime whereas when you're not in that you're not at home base so you come back to home base every single week mm. to make sure that because home base is so important for everybody it's where i don't have a home base find your home base it works beautifully i'm gonna copy yours <laughs> i want guns like yours go to yoga twice a week and I, I, yeah i'm going to because i always thought yoga was a bit wishy-washy 
And I'm not even going to the hard class. No? There's a power class. No, you'd love the power class. (laughs) I'm at the basic class and the instructors vary, but the basic class of where I'm going to, there's one instructor and I'm going, this isn't basic. I'm good. It's okay. (laughs) Yoga's a journey. (laughs) Yoga's a journey. (laughs) But I think think that's a fantastic concept, Cindy, in having that home base. Mm. I really... Mm. And only purely because of where I'm at right now, having just come off the back of a really big travel where I'm so exhausted, I'm absolutely mm. shattered, and I feel like I'm so tired I want to sort of run away from everything. But to have a home base mm. of and, – and with food and all of that, because I haven't been able to eat properly, or, so I just don't want to eat anything. So it's food, it's sleep, it's your rituals, like what mm. Kimmy teaches us. Yeah. It's, it's bricks. The consistency of getting out and, and exercising or walking, it's those those things that you know do the best thing for you. And, mm. and Nikki's figured this out. Wow, mm. so, I think that's just so fabulous. And it might change, but this is what yeah. it works what it for me for now. for now. And it, um, you know, and... And what I, whenever I've written about this, because I've I've written a few health updates, and and this is what happens when you blog about a certain type. People want to know about other things, which is why your work out of the day yeah, is a great yeah. thing. Um, I really encourage them to find their own formula mm. to take the information that's out there mm. and and play and you know experiment and don't expect a quick fix. And and I, I, the other thing I, I did. And this isn't a motivator that would work for everyone, but I don't um, use scales anymore. I go on how I feel. Nice. So I'm taking for me and my condition where you can you can put on I can put on three kilos in a day, two days for 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 no rhyme or reason. Sometimes there is a reason for it. And, well, it's and, inflammation. Yeah, it's inflammation. So it my mood was getting determined by a number instead of how I actually mm. felt. Other people can work with it quite easily. Um, I go on how I feel inside and how my clothes are feeling. So, and mm. how now I, it's how strong I feel too. Mm. So. And there's actually a term for what you're doing and it's called biohacking. Oh, mm. yeah. oh really? Yeah, it's called mm. biohacking. So biohacking is where you have the knowledge, you've gone out and you've sought the knowledge and there's a vegan over there or a paleo here or there's this here or, you know, whatever it is that's working for you, the exercise. And so you... You biohack, you you figure out what's right for your body in the way of food, in the way of exercise, in in the way of the scales or not the scales. You know, like for Kimmy, it's a daily thing. That oh, every morning, every morning, the same time, yeah. I hop on the scales. And it's sh- well, consistent. Yeah, I am, I am consistent in many areas. There is, I'm very good. <laughs> Others not. But... Um, but what I do, but before I hop on the scales, I ask myself how I feel and guess what the number would be, just so that I get an idea of what. Now, I'm not doing it for weight loss, weight gain. I'm not doing it for that. I like to know the foods I've eaten if they've had an inflammatory response yeah. with me. Yeah. And I know if I've had a couple of glasses of maybe um, alcohol of some sort, yep. then I can pretty much guarantee I'll be two to 300 grams heavier the next day. Um, if I've eaten after 8 o'clock at night, I can be three to 500 grams heavier the next day. Um, again, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just interested in what my biology does at certain times. And I feel really good going to bed with a light tummy. I feel really good. I might feel hungry, 
But in fact, what I'm learning for me is going to bed hungry, I wake up with more energy. So, And I think we overeat. Mm, I think yeah. we eat because mm. we think it's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yep. Whereas I'm happy to miss a meal. I'm happy to not have breakfast till eleven o'clock. So in the essentially, you're probably already doing this concept mm. already, and that's what I've found because I've done it for a long time now. That I definitely um, don't need the three meals. I don't need snacks. You know, it mm. just it, it it has dis- that's disappeared. So when you say you can eat whatever you like on the other days you actually find that you're you eating so a whole lot less anyway because mm. you really aren't missing it. You're eating what you need mm. more than what you think you have to. I think I posted something on Facebook this last week because I've had some epiphanies around emotional eating. And what I also figured out was that for myself, and I've got a whole heap of people who responded in that I said, I've just figured out that I eat out of habit, but I also eat to avoid being hungry rather than eating because I'm hungry. So I'll get up in the morning and I know that I've got a busy day, so I'll have breakfast, but I am so not hungry. So, But I'll have breakfast, I'll have a smoothie or I'll have whatever I'm having, and then I'll know it's coming up to one or two o'clock and I'll think, okay, well, I'm going to be in a meeting for the rest of the day, so let me eat something now. So then I right. grab something then and then I have dinner, but by the time dinner rolls around, I am never, ever ever hungry for dinner ever i do not remember the last time i was ever hungry for dinner mm. and eating dinner i always feel like it's a chore because mm. i'm not hungry for it but i think oh i better do it and it struck me when i was in london i thought i'm eating to avoid being hungry rather than eating when i'm hungry so the last week when i discovered that i thought okay i'm, I'm not going to do that i'm just going to be aware of how i'm feeling and i haven't had breakfast before 11 except for this morning because I knew that we were going to be out all day and I was very aware that I was drinking my smoothie knowing that I was not hungry for it. Mm. You need to get hangry. Have you heard that term? Yeah, hangry. Mm-hmm. Hangry? Is so my you need to gets get hangry. Oh, so does mine. <laughs> oh, seriously. Oh, angry because you're hungry? Yes, yeah. hangry. You're hangry and hungry. Angry. His metabolism works like this. We went on a, um, a big walk last Sunday morning. I said, let's just, you know, we'll walk and we'll go to brunch afterwards. Waiting for brunch to be served. And I, like me, I'm just going... Oh yeah, this is good. I'd like coffee. He was just like hang, hangry with hangry. sitting, s- settling in. Really, I can't but imagine he, him like that. But he, his metabolism is just Give me ridiculously. Food. He burnt. He just burnt. You can tell. Yeah, right. He. I still think he eats because he thinks he needs to. But I have. He also his body also gets to stages. Yeah, where it's yeah he needs the food. So that's getting to that point. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I. I don't ever get hungry <laughs> ever. Like, and I, it's part of the thyroid thing too. I just my metabolism is just so ridiculous, and I think that's why this has been very easy for me to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. so, so we're probably coming to a close. But what I want to ask you is how um, how what would your advice be to the people that listen to Up for a Chat that are thinking about starting their own business? What are some of the key things that you think are important in order to create, maintain, and then do what I call success in your business? Like, okay. What do you think is the key? Okay, so number one is prioritise yourself. Whatever you're doing, you've got to make sure you look after yourself the best way you can. Um, number two, I would say uh, just do it. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna, you know, everyone else would say plan. Plan. <laughs> Make up a strategy. Put Make on the up ball. a strategy. I think people can get lost in the planning <laughs> in the plan, and yeah. the strategy. <laughs> like if you've got an idea, why don't you just run with it? What's the worst that can happen? 
Mm. Especially if it's a whole different thing if you're getting funding and, and investors and that sort of thing. But if you're building something from scratch while you've still got an income coming in from somewhere else or, you know, and everyone here has done the same, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, same. So, same. Mm. so you're, ex- you're, you know, allow yourself to experiment. Being that, and I did that accidentally. <laughs> Mm. And, you know, there will be failures and there will be stressful times and but there will also be wins and you'll go, well, that's a formula that works and you eventually create that plan. So I think... Because one step leads you to another, leads you to another if you're in the game playing. But if you're not, then you can't know. Um, Mm. Get a great group of chicks around you Mm. who are doing similar things. And I really... You guys are included in that. Mm. But the women that I met when I went into business for myself, who were all doing similar sorts of things, um, that just defies all the the stereotypes out there of of bitchiness within Mm. women in business and everything. Everyone champions and supports each other and lifts each other up and Mm. celebrates their successes and that sort of thing. And that you can't get that at a, a business conference you know that is something that is there all the time and you know for the bad times and the good times mm. that you've got like this little support i'm thinking visualizing a trampoline net underneath you like they're yeah, one of those yeah, circus yeah. nets that they're there and they're, they're going to bounce you up and they're also you know when you fall down and that sort of thing so um i think that's important definitely you have to be on social media don't think that you can start a business these days and not be involved don't be scared of it just get on it just do it the beauty about doing anything electronically is it can easily delete it um, <laughs> you can go well that wasn't a success was it let's just not forget remember <laughs> pretend that didn't happen and, and we all make mistakes and we all make mistakes and then when something goes really well you go oh look at that and see how you can massage that and and keep it going i'm a big believer in or building organic um audiences followings um, people who want to be associated with you are highly engaged with you, so therefore you can sell to them whatever that product is. Mm. Mm. Do you think, um, you know, like we've talked about Instagram and Facebook and everything like that, do you think that podcasting is as part of that? Yes. Yes. I think it's finding where your talents are, and if you guys, it's a, it's a, it's a group talent, and how you can um, broadcast that because, you know, YouTube, there's people killing it on YouTube as well. The podcasting, people accessing media in so many different ways mm. these days. So I think choose something that feels really comfortable for you and isn't too hard to put together. You know, the, the moment you try and um, the way you guys do it in a cemetery or whatever. <laughs> The way you guys record your podcast, <laughs> do you know, it's easy for you. Mm-hmm. Yes, it probably wasn't when you started, but you aren't in a fancy posh studio. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but imagine if you had all those. Summer, it's like my um, photo everyday style photos every day. If it wasn't just my son taking my photo as we're running out the door, if it was this complicated. Um, professional photographer, hair, makeup, it just wouldn't happen. It defeats the purpose of what it is. It's just like what I'm wearing for the day. And I think if you can match the thing that's easy for you to produce that you enjoy as your vehicle for delivering your message, then that's going to create attract the right people. Because you can sustain it as well. Yeah, you can sustain it because it's easy. So for me, writing is the easiest. I do a bit of YouTube 
Um, I probably need to do more, but um, that's by and by. Um, and it will come, probably. It will come, yeah. and if it'll come at the right time. And and the blog obviously has been a big vehicle for me. So I think it's it's finding that vehicle that you really enjoy and and that, that it's easy for you to do and you not haven't got a stumbling block um, on costs of making it happen. Mm. So I just want you to give a plug to a few of our favourite bloggers. Yes. Because I follow a number of your bloggers in the Remarkables group mm-hmm. and I love them. I love them all. I feel like I know them. I feel like they're my best friends. So one of my favourite is Woog's, Woog's World. Yes. Mrs. Woog is just the funniest, naughtiest, um, straight-shooting mum you will ever meet. And she's got a male – she's got two sons, but one of them is a ballet dancer, and she owns it and doesn't knock it. And she is she is so funny and swears at times but just says it how it is. I love her. Yes. So we were... She was my first person I first blogger I met on Twitter. Ah. And then we met a few months later and we've been really good friends since and we've our families have holidayed together. It's kind of oh, like so she's Australian. Yeah. yeah, she's in Sydney. Oh, and, she's so cool. And um it, like if you try and say it to people, oh, it's just my friend I met on the internet. <laughs> Going to stay with her, you know, been been there before. Um, so she's just funny. She's hilarious. She, you know, she writes like a comedian. And she, you know, how we're talking about consistency. Her consistency is that as she's getting the kids for schools, she writes a personal blog. So the narrative is just forming in her head and she just offloads it once she's dropped them at school. Well, oh, or they and, walk she to school. and she winds yep. people up and she, she loves a rant. She said, oh, yeah. yeah. Loves a rant, loves a laugh. And she runs a really good, um, actually, if you're wanting some Facebook engagement tips, have a look at how she runs her Mrs. Woog at Woog's World Facebook. Facebook page. Yeah. She has great engagement on there. Yeah. It's, um, it's very good. Um, is it W-O-O-G? Yes, Woog's World. Husband, husband's name is Mr. Woog, Hungarian. Oh. Yeah. And so, and then um, my other good friend, Beth, from um, Baby Mac. Yeah, I love her. She's in Croatia at the moment, so, you know, I don't I'll really like her. Yeah, but if you see her photos <laughs> on Instagram, I know. <laughs> she is such a tart. I'm, I'm lying in my bed, shivering under the doona and looking at these sunny pictures oh, in Croatia, and I'm going, no. oh. No, she, no, actually. No, she is a tart, but she's a beautiful tart, as they all are. <laughs> um, she's from Southern Highlands in New South Wales, so south of Sydney, and Gorgeous. She'd need to go to Croatia to be bloody cold so she, there. This is her winter. She's <laughs> yeah. been right. Um, and what's so her... She, her background was um, she worked in the finance industry and they did a tree change, her and her husband. And I think they had both children at that stage, both little girls. And they're still... Um, her eldest is seven and, and other daughter's four. So um, he he is like a video producer. So they both have these home based business and her blog has grown into a business it was just like a um about the tree change and motherhood and and that sort of thing but um she's grown her audience as well and she very she loves um interiors and cooking and Mm. and but in a kind of funky funky kind of way edgy kind of way Mm. so you know Taking something that would have been an old-fashioned 50s kind of, um, you know, worrying about your tablescaping for a dinner party, and she just makes it like, yeah, we really need to do that, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> she is. She's gorgeous. She's great. She's really good. Um, hair romance, Christina, if, if you're wanting beautiful tips on how to do your hair at home with braids and everything, she's so successful. She's, she's written, um, quite, published quite a number of e-books um, that 
have sold all around the world um, and she, she's done she's done extremely well. And now her husband is blogging and they both blog together on Mr. and Mrs. Romance and it's all things like oh. um, eating out, cocktails. They named a cocktail after me. Oh, awesome. my goodness. I don't um, know whether you should be ashamed or excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just checking. Yeah, just mm, checking. Espresso mm. martini. Um, <laughs> Espresso martini. And uh, so they, they're so cute together and, and they, you know, that he says, she says kind of thing, but travel and, and lifestyle. Who else? Oh, they're all. They're what all about? Good. Um, uh, oh, I've just gone blank. Hang on. Oh, Sarah, oh, Beach yes. Cottage. Sarah, I love yes. Beach Cottage. So if you love um, beachy kind of interiors oh, and pictures, and I just she does cooking as well. Her yeah. photo- photography is incredible. How does she do that? That's not an Instagram filter. No, no. Some of the ones she'll say that these are all taken on my iPhone. Yeah. But um, this is the thing: when you start something like blogging or podcasting or anything, you're actually building up a skill as you go. Mm-hmm. And so, for for some of the bloggers, and, and Beth's the same, Baby Mac, they've had photography lessons, but then it's practice after that. You've had your lessons, and they've, they've got the big cameras and everything. And I love that there are so many ways to bring your creativity out in this online space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and, and what are you, what are your favourite health podcasts that you follow? Oh, not podcasts. Sorry, Up for a chat. Oh, well, I didn't mean podcasts. Actually, I was talking about websites. Are there people? Okay. Um, yes, and cooking and things like that. Are there lifestyle things that you like to follow? Yes. Do you have time for that? Yes, I do. A little bit less than what I used to. Do you know what? I'll probably see things like this in Instagram. So, um, so Joe's quirky cooking that'll pop up in the Instagram feed. And you'll see a picture of the recipe and then you can go to her blog and find it. And I know because she does a lot of Thermomix stuff, but that's a good thing. So a lot of the food ones I probably follow Mm. through and lifestyle ones through Instagram rather than daily visits to to their Mm. blog space. Mm. But I think think, um, it doesn't take long on Instagram to find those people because – You'll see someone tagged in Joe's post, or go and go to her her Instagram and see who um, who she's following, and you can find. That's what I do. That so way. sometimes I'll yeah. go onto someone's page and I'll go, "Who are you? Who are your followers?" Yeah. I'll have a quick scan and see if I know anybody. But then, more importantly, who are you following? Because yes. if you're interested in that, and I'm interested in you, There's there probably, might be someone yeah. in there that I want to follow. So mm-hmm. every, probably once a month, I'll and do that. And that visual scan yeah. is a way, it's a, a very quick way to do it. And then if you're really engaged, then you're probably going to find their website and, yeah. and add it to a favorite or yeah. or um, to a reader or something like yeah. that. Well, I think that you're extraordinary. Mm. You helped me launch Like Chocolate for Women. You were the media person for, for Fleur and I when we launched, and we got on the cover of magazines. We had I did make you strip off chocolate. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I do remember that. Yes, you did. Yes, and we got covered in Belgium chocolate, mm. much to lots of people's so it was actually chocolate, not brown paint. No, it was chocolate. It was yeah. chocolate. Mm-hmm. Much to people's enlightenment. Oh. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. Um, but you, I feel like where we worked together was a transition from you leaving journalism into the bigger and brighter parts of what Nikki Parkinson is about. And I just want to thank you on our podcast. I probably would have given up around that time because we went through a really tough time financially and stuff then and I really didn't know if we could do it and you were the one that kept saying, don't give up, you've got a great message here. And when you were saying before about being each other's champions, I mean, 
you know, I said to you, I want to do a book launch, and you went, cool, let's do it, let's go for it. And most people were saying, no, people don't go out on the Sunshine Coast. We had 260 people at our book launch. You guys were speaking at it, and it was an amazing, incredible event. And I think what I've learned from you is never say die. Keep going, live the dream, and don't stop believing that you could make money mm-hmm. from it. And I think, you know, for many of our listeners, you have great ideas, but you can't ever get past the hurdle of turning it into something financial. Because mm-hmm. for a while, there, I'll be honest, like Chocolate for Women was a 10-year hobby. It was actually fun. But we never made any money from it, really. And it wasn't until we I stepped it up probably a good year and a bit ago that it's actually become a fruitful empire. And for that... I've also learnt from you, keep going. Jeez, I'm going to need those words back at me in the next few weeks. (laughs) (laughs) I I just think if anyone thinks that you go into business and it's all a bit of roses, then um, someone's giving you the wrong information because it's not. Mm -hmm. There will be really tough times and there will be times where you don't know how you're going to fit it all into your day or your week and there will be times where you know everything seems to be rolling on beautifully you just have to jump on board and I think if you're doing something that you really love and you believe in the message then the rest of it will follow it mightn't follow as consistently as you would like sometimes but it will and I think honesty I think you know people expect you not to be perfect or they want you not to be perfect Cindy cooked me dinner a few weeks ago (laughs) saw the photo (laughs) Oh, that was disgusting. Made a shocker. Of I could not believe what I was looking at on that photo. It's just so And it went all through social media. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a success. That was a success. <laughs> that was a terrible. fanny fish dish was quite interesting. <laughs> That's but, terrible. But what was funny about it is I only actually put it up there as a joke because I just thought the few people that might follow me would just get a kick out of it. What came back, though, was that people were so excited that Cindy O'Meara had stuffed up. <laughs> but we loved you for it. And notice she's sitting there. She's sitting there silent. I, she's pleading the fifth on that one. It wasn't me. I wasn't there. It never happened. And if I don't admit it, it never happened. It's all a lie. It was done with mirrors. It was done with mirrors. Oh, she has got me back with a beautiful salmon meal. I might add. Mm-hmm. But look, we didn't post that picture, did we? <laughs> Post the tragic one. You should have seen this beautiful table spread, and she did not post it. I forgot. I was in so the moment. I forgot. So, oh how beautiful! But seriously, I I recommend you all follow Nikki on stylingyou.com.au and really follow her blog post and her tweets. From a business perspective, you also give a lot of advice around social media and things like that, which is is fantastic. Um, Is there anywhere that people can learn from you online, or is there anything if you go to my about page um i've got a link to posts i've written about blogging nice and that, how to do it awesome and how to do awesome. it <laughs> and i think too when mickey's book comes out because that well yeah out. that's out. out that's out now isn't yeah, it's it? out now oh, it is yeah it is um it's unlock your style so Should make in all sure all book, bookstores all bookstores yes can we get that online as well will yes. amazon have that yes so um you can get the iPad and Kindle versions as well. Okay. There's, on my homepage, there is a link that says buy here, yeah. and it will show all the online bookstores that 
oh, that it was stopping got it, you. Got it stopped, including um, a couple of international ones. So, okay. yeah, so can I read the byline? It's every woman can look good and feel confident, and this is how. Unlock your style. It's nice. Love yeah, it. it's lovely. We've been flicking through it, and, and yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, sensational and beautifully put together. Just a really nice, mm. friendly read. You know what this thinks? You know what this does for me? This makes me think of a beautiful cup of gorgeous nut coffee with coconut milk in it, sitting curled up on my lounge in front of a heater, reading that book, developing my own personal formula. I think that's what we've gotten out of today's um, podcast the most out of all of this is developing your own formula when it comes to your family, when it comes to your food, when it comes to your exercise, when it comes to your business, find what works for you and just have the conviction to get out there and try it. Just do it. Don't sit around with your thumb up your bum. Just get out there and actually put it into practice and see what comes. And I think that that's, that's certainly the inspiration that I've taken out of this, Nikki. I've, I'm, I'm, I know I've sat quite silent, but I've just been in awe because I'm really, I, I just, I think, I think you're just a wonderful creature. And I think you're an amazing inspiration for normal women, normal people. You're not trying to be something other than a normal woman who has created an extraordinary experience for herself and her family. And I think that that is just, that just lights a fire for so many people who feel like they can't do that. You know, and it makes it look like it's, it's it's possible and it's doable. So thank you for being so open and so clear on everything and your your step-by-step and your instructions and your advice has been so profound. Thank you. Thank you, girls. Every one of you here is a complete inspiration to me. I have zapped little things from all of you over the years. <laughs> and um, for me, you're all published authors and for me to be doing this now um, is kind of been a, a dream come true and because I, I watched you all do this as well. We're all each other's champions. Oh, yeah. Mm. Our favourites. So let us know your thoughts on today's podcast. I feel like I could just go and write a whole book when I get home. I feel very inspired right now mm. and I am so going to yoga. Let me just put that out there. <laughs> People, hold me accountable. I am going to yoga. So join us on um, on our Facebook page and tell us what your thoughts are. Tell us about, um, you know, make sure that you get Nikki's book and let us know what you think about Nikki's book. Start spreading the word. Tell everybody that you know about Unlock Your Style. Go to our Facebook page at allthews.facebook.com forward slash up for a chat. Or you can also post your comments on allthews.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat. And remember, give us a five-star rating on iTunes. We need that. We need that. We're going to be looking at our statistics shortly, and we want to know where we rank in Australia and also the rest of the world. So help us. Help us get to number one. You know you can. And tell everybody. Make sure you also check out our website at awakenthechangewithin.com and join us for our live three-day event on the Sunshine Coast. So this has been an absolute treat. Can't wait to do this with you again next week. Thank you so much, Nikki. It's been awesome. We love you with all of our hearts and souls from the bottom of our bottoms. And we're going to see you right here next week on Up For A Chat where you get to join us and become part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. We'll see you on the ride.